Welcome to the C Word Podcast. I'm your host, Beck Hughes. This is where creative meets business. Here we explore what it takes to harness your creative gifts and turn them into a thriving business. You can have a brand and business that allow you to create work that feels amazing to call yours, have clients you love serving, and live a life that feels like the only place you want to be. Hey there, welcome to the C Word Podcast. Now, today I have decided I want to talk about something quite practical. I want to get into really some of the really functional side of running a creative business and talk about some very practical things that I have implemented in my business. And when I thought about all of these things, A, they make a huge difference to how my business runs, but more importantly, They were the triggers for me, if you like, the signposts that I was taking my business more seriously. By implementing these things, I felt like I changed my mindset a little bit around how I acted in the business and how I did things. And I think in turn, that impacted my growth, but it also had an impact on my profitability and really the time that I had for myself to do all of the things that I needed to do in my business and in fact the motivation in some ways. Now what I would say is I think there is a temptation for many of us and I have 100% been there to poo-poo change. So I talked a couple of weeks ago about what change feels like when you're going through it, the impact it has on you and how to be ready for it. But I also find that sometimes we dismiss change for the better. You know, we kind of go, well, I've tried that and it didn't work, or I'm just quite happy doing things the way that they are. And I have definitely had those thoughts. But generally speaking, when I've really sat down and thought about it, none of those were valid reasons. My resistance to the change was making me find reasons not to do it oh, well, you know, that that works for me. I don't need to overcomplicate things. Or as I said, I've tried that before and it it's just not necessary. Oh, I don't need to invest. That sounds like it's making things more difficult or I shouldn't spend, I don't need to spend money in that area of my business. I can do that myself. And I think that that's an interesting mindset in itself. Again, it comes back to that feeling of wanting to stay with the status quo, even if maybe it's not really working, but making up some stories, perhaps shaping a reality that we want to believe that means that we can stay where we are and we don't have to try those new things. So today I'm going to talk about six things that I've put in place in my business, particularly in the last four or five years, that have had the biggest impact. And I'm talking about quite practical things. So the first thing that I implemented in my business, and this is in no particular order actually, so it's not the first thing I did, but it's the first thing I'm going to talk about. And that is a more robust time management system. So the way I used to work with clients was that I would, the work would come in, I would maybe have a bit of a to-do list around it and I would have an idea in my head when I was going to work through it and then I would work through it. And sometimes I would might 
plan a day or two ahead and say, okay, well, that's what I'm going to be working on for the next few days. But I didn't really map it out any further or in any more detail than that. And that was okay when I was just starting out because I didn't perhaps have the volume of work. But as I grew and as I got more clients, I realized that that wasn't scalable, that I wasn't using my time in the best way. And I also wasn't managing my clients' expectations. So just shifting things around because it suited me, because I knew that one client was flexible or I had quite a good relationship with that client was really sometimes just giving me excuses not to commit to doing the work when I should be doing it so I could make space to do other things. So by not planning out my time, all of the tasks were essentially expanding to fill the time available, but then I wasn't doing all the other things I wanted in my business. And I was scratching my head all the time, asking myself, why haven't I had time to do my socials, to launch that podcast I wanted to launch or to add that new service or to make amendments to my website. The lack of time management was manageable. I was getting along, but the important thing was it wasn't going to be sustainable if I was going to achieve the growth that I wanted to achieve. So the way I manage my time now is it's relatively simple. It's not complex, but I map out my whole week. I know what chunks of work I'll be doing when, what days are client days, what days I'll be spending on finances, so doing my invoicing, chasing up payments, what days I'll work on content, so doing the podcast, doing socials, what days I have set aside to do maybe some blue sky thinking, and in between that, when are the times that I do the client work. And I've really chunked out my week I fit those things in every week and in the times that suit me best, that kind of reflect the ebbs and flows of how I work, when I'm at my most creative and when I just need like a really simple, basic task that needs to get done but it's not going to tax me too much. So I am quite stringent in making those professional commitments to how I'm going to carve up my week to make sure everything gets done. So that's the first thing. I don't fly by the seat of my pants when it comes to getting the stuff done. I don't just have a long to-do list and tick it off one by one, regardless of priorities, and shift things around depending on what becomes most urgent or who's shouting for what the most. I know what time I have available. I know if I'm at capacity and I can schedule work in for clients when I'm next available. It's locked down and it's tight. And I know for some people that's like, oh, well, I don't want to work that. I want, don't want to be that restricted. I don't want to have that lack of flexibility. But I think the opposite is true. When you bring some structure, then you actually get more flexibility because you can see where the room for maneuver is. You don't just allow the task to expand to fill the time. You get it done when it should be done. And then if that leaves space, brilliant. That leaves you time to work on other things. So that's the first thing, much more rigorous, intentional time management, not just working through the weekly that becomes the monthly, that becomes the annual to-do list and things that sit on that list for way too long because all of the other stuff just comes in on top of it because there's no clarity on what work gets done when. The second thing that I have implemented, which is linked to that time management is project management system. I use ClickUp 
and I love ClickUp. I am ClickUp's biggest advocate. I probably use about 20% of the capability of that app, but it's enough for me. And the way that works for me is that I schedule out all of my time. I schedule my time for my business, I schedule my coaching time, and I schedule out my brand projects. So if I get a new brand project, I have a fairly standard timeline for my different packages, and I will confirm that timeline for the client, they'll approve it, and maybe we'll make tweaks if they've got some holidays or unavailability in that. And then I will lock that time into ClickUp. So I know from beginning to end when I'm working on the different steps of that project. And then I keep an eye on the timeline. And if things move because the client takes longer to come back with feedback or there are delays or anything along those lines, then I amend the timeline and I move things around in ClickUp. And overlaid in that is my calendar. So I know when I'm not available because I'm doing other things. I'm in coaching calls or I've set aside a time to do something with the kids or I've set aside a time because I'm getting my hair done, whatever it is. It is all there in ClickUp. And I don't double book myself. I don't plan to be working on a project all day and then suddenly realize, oh, but I've got to go and do the shopping. I've got to get my hair done. I've got that thing with the kids at school. Oh, I really need to do my tax return. And then suddenly that day's gone because all of these unscheduled things, which comes back to time management kind of come in over the top of it. I get everything booked in, business, life, personal, self-care in advance. So it's all sitting there and everything gets its time. And then I also can manage capacity. I know that when I'm at capacity with client projects that I can either bring someone else in to help me to get some of the work done or I can push projects out if I get new inquiries I can let them know well now I'm not available until three months time two months time whatever it might be so it allows me to get that long-term visibility too I'm not just sort of putting my finger in the air and kind of going oh yeah okay well I could probably start that in about two weeks and then realizing actually now I've kind of set myself up for a fall because I've still got loads of stuff that I'm going to need to do in that two weeks because I hadn't planned the work that I had already. So I'm just kind of firefighting. So again, (laughs) I know I keep on about that one, but I think a studio management process, a workflow process is kind of essential. It's certainly essential if you want to grow and scale and take on more clients. The third thing, and I I know that I talk about this quite a lot, so sorry about the repetitiveness, but I can't emphasize how brilliant this change in my business was. So the third thing that I did was introduce Calendly into my process, particularly when it comes to anybody booking meetings with me. So whether that's a guest booking a podcast, if that's a new brand discovery call, if that's an existing client booking out the meetings and the review and the workshops for their for their particular program, whatever it is, it all gets booked through Calendly. And that has been a lifesaver for me. I used to have the mindset that I should book meetings personally. It should be a hands-on process where I send some dates to the client or ask them when they're available, find a date that works for them, book it in. And for some reason, it should be this very manual process. And I think that perhaps came from my agency days where you kind of handle clients with kid gloves because, you know, you're talking about big corporates and you wouldn't expect them potentially, maybe, to go and book their own meetings. 
So that was my mindset that I was somehow not valuing the client, not showing them they were important by doing that. But the feedback was unequivocally positive from every client that I've ever since sent the Calendly link to. They love the organization. They love that they can reschedule a meeting without the faff. And it works brilliantly. The hours that I will have saved by not manually booking meetings with clients, by just sending them a link and letting them do it themselves and then they get a reminder and reschedule if they want. I have saved myself hours upon hours upon hours just by doing that. So yes, if you want to have more than one meeting in Calendly, it's you start to get into a fee. But in my opinion, it is worth every single cent. The fourth thing, and this it might surprise you to learn this actually, <laughs> but in the early days of my business, and when I say early days, I'm talking the first few years, I just did my invoicing in a Word document. I mean, I'm almost embarrassed to say that I even used Word because I think Word's a horrible program. I hate using Word. But I used to generate invoices in Word. Now, it's probably because compared to now, I didn't have the volume of invoices to generate. But again, so manual. And, you know, there was no reporting that went with that. It was very difficult to report to a bookkeeper or to an accountant at the end of the year to get paperwork done very hard to track how things were going very hard to do that debtor management right well what invoices are still outstanding it all become became very manual total lack of transparency and then finally I had the epiphany and introduced zero into my business and again life-changing so easy so easy to generate an invoice so easy to produce reports, you know, like with any program, it's only as good as the information you put in. But when you get into a system and a process of just making sure that you update it when payments come in, that you follow up on invoices that haven't been paid, that you put in all your expenses too, the kind of visibility you will get around your finances and the ease with which you can then do all of your financial reporting and your obligations, your tax returns, your BAS is well worth the investment. And I think for some maybe small business, like solopreneurs, solo designers, you kind of go, oh, well, you know, an accounting system is for a big business. That's for someone who employs people. It's not. Zero is just as applicable. If you pay tax, if you have a business of any sort, if you generate invoices, then you should have an accounting package of some sort. Again, there's an investment, you've got to pay for it, but that's the cost of doing business. The other thing that I implemented after a few years of being in business was a client portal. Changes everything. It has an impact on profit because you're wasting so much less time. It has an impact on your client relationship because the client has a much better experience. It has an impact on the quality of the project delivery because things run much more smoothly. Nothing gets forgotten. So there are so many wins around having a client portal. Quite possibly the biggest win is not having to search through hundreds of emails trying to find that one email that a client sent you with that extra image or that extra bit of copy or that feedback or when they send you feedback and they send it in four different emails because they keep remembering things. The email management that goes on in relation to a project which gets messy and can take up a lot of headspace as well as a lot of inbox space gets completely removed. 
it gets obliterated because it's replaced by one central system to communicate with your client. Now, again, with Client Portal, I think everybody's knees start to shake and they think, oh my God, am I going to have to go and get Dubsado set up and pay thousands for someone to do that and have to sit down and map out my entire process? Or do I have to start using Trello and try and get my client to understand how to use that? Well, you don't. You, You can. And I am completely on board with any system that you choose to use. And I will prove that to you by letting you know what I use, because it is probably the lowest common denominator of client portals, but it does the job perfectly for me and what I need to do. I just use Google Docs. That client portal is where everything gets shared, where all feedback is exchanged, where really a lot of discussion to do with the project goes. And that just really streamlines everything. And then the final thing that I've put in place with my business, and this is maybe a less practical thing, but it is something that has had a big impact, is that I've worked with a business coach. Having a coach in my business has made all the difference to partly how I see myself again and how, like I said in the beginning, how I take my business more seriously. Now I've invested in my business. I've invested in bringing someone else's expertise in and it's made me acknowledge the goals that I've got too. I have articulated those goals and now I've got someone keeping me accountable around those goals. So I think having a business coach has got a number of benefits. There is that mindset, that kind of feeling about your business, that you're taking things seriously. But there's also, I suppose in practical terms, having that sounding board, having that accountability, having new ideas and support coming into your business. Now, there's one really important point I want to make about coaching, because very often, well, I don't say very often, maybe, you know, like everything, confirmation bias, I see it a lot. You might not see it a lot, but I do, that I think people give up their power a little bit to their coach. So when they have successes, they use language that attributes all of that success to their coach. Now, it's not to say that that coach hasn't played a role in supporting them, in giving them the accountability, in helping them build their knowledge, lots of different things that coaches help you do. However, when you work with a coach, ultimately, they are not the silver bullet, you are. And I think I said that in maybe the last podcast that I did around how we are responsible for our clients' success. Ultimately, you are responsible for your success when you work with a coach. You have to do the work. They're not there to do the work for you. The reason I say that is, A, you need to be prepared to do the work. When you work with a coach, you need to be in the right frame of mind that you're going to make things happen. You are ready to take things seriously and to get that growth. But also when you get success, don't give away your power because you still did the work. You made the decision to work with the coach, tick, power to you for making that powerful decision in your business, making that financial commitment. You were the one that made it happen because you did the work. So when you celebrate, celebrate yourself as well as celebrating the coach. Because like I said, all too often I see people giving so much of that success and that power back to the coach. Well, I never would have got here if it wasn't for Becky. (laughs) You can say that if you want. (laughs) But Ultimately, you know, I have people sometimes thanking me for tips that I've given on the podcast. I'm like, you are so welcome. But honestly, the power is with you because you had the smarts to take that 
snippet, that tidbit of advice and action it. So well done you actually, high five to you. Because actually we see and learn things all the time and we make a mental note to say, oh, I'm going to do that, I'm going to action that. But then we actually just don't. So when you take action and you do something for yourself in your business, then the pat on the back, the high five is for you. So that's just what I want to say about coaching, because I think that's an important thing. Bringing a coach into your business can be transformational and it has had a big impact for me. 100%. It's been, like I said, a mindset shift and it has been a shift in the actions that I take and the clarity that I have. But when I achieve the things, I also know and give myself kudos for it too. And when I work with my clients and they're doing the work, I give them kudos for that. I don't take the accolades for myself because I know that all I can do is share my knowledge and share my insight and point them in the direction. And But they've got to do the work. Maybe in some ways that's the hard part or it's as equally as hard as recognizing what it is you need to do. So that's it for today. We kind of went, there was a little bit of a tangent there at the end, but I just felt like I really wanted to share that thought that I have around coaching because I don't want you ever to give up your power about how instrumental you are in your own change and what you do in your business. So just to recap, and all of this was related to growth. So I would say that many of these things are things that you implement that allow you to be more scalable. But for me, as I grew, I realized that I needed to do something. So by sharing this with you, I'm kind of letting you know now, if you are scaling, if you are wanting to grow, what you can do to make that less painful. So you're not implementing it when things start to wobble, you're implementing it before they start to wobble. Time management, get it done, get it in the diary, structure your week so you know what's happening when. You're not just working through this long, arbitrary to-do list, hoping that everything will get done. And you're not just prioritizing the client work because that's the screamy, shouty, urgent stuff and not doing the other stuff. A workflow, studio management process, something like ClickUp, but there's also Asana and you can use Trello and you can use various different platforms for that. Having a meeting booking system like Calendly. Amazing, brilliant, do it. Like if you do one thing as a result of this podcast that you haven't done, do that. Having an accounting package, something like Zero, to bring that visibility and that reporting into your finances and to bring some rigor to things like data management. The client portal, just such a powerful way to manage projects better, to manage the client, to keep them focused, to keep them pointing in the right direction and for things not to start to feel messy and overwhelming during the course of a project. And then finally, the coach. I think having a coach, a mentor, someone in your business, particularly as a solo business owner, can be really, really powerful. But don't give away your power because you are the one. You are the one that does it. So that's it for today. Thanks again for joining me. Thank you for lending me your ears. I would love to know if you go and implement any of these things in your business or if you do any of them already, some of them, none of them, all of them. If you do all of them, I definitely want to hear from you because you can teach us all to be better. (laughs) So let me know what you do in your business. But otherwise, have an amazing day. Have a beautiful week. 
Enjoy your weekend. You might be in it now. It might be coming soon. And I cannot wait to chat to you again soon on the C Word podcast. Thank you so much for joining me, Beck Hughes, on the C Word podcast. If you like what you heard, subscribe, leave a review and share with your friends and business buddies who might like to listen in too. The music for this podcast is by Red Productions on Pixabay.